Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to episode 53 of the UK Travel Planner podcast. In this week's episode, Doug and I are going to be talking about his trip to the Isle of Wight, which he took while he was in the UK. Uh, Doug's actually now back in Australia. I'm still in the UK for another few weeks, but while Doug was here, um, he did do quite a few trips himself, including last week's trip to Wales. If you haven't listened to that podcast and you're considering going to Wales, do listen to episode 52. But in this episode, we're going to talk about his visit to the Isle of Wight. Um, so Doug decided to go to the Isle of Wight while I visited Paris. So I popped over to Paris for a day, which, yes, I will be recording for a podcast, um, hopefully in a few weeks to go out, um, probably in end of July, August. So I will be talking about my day trip. But um, so hi, Doug. So we thought we would um, have a chat about your day trip to the Isle of Wight this week, didn't we? We did. Yeah, it was a bit of a last minute decision to go. Um, for those that don't know, the Isle of Wight is located off the south coast of uh, of England, and it's separated by a stretch of water called the Solent. Absolutely, and um, so obviously, when when I I was going off to the, to Paris for the entire day, so I was away from half past five in the morning till didn't get back till half past nine in the evening because it was a quite a long day. So um, you were deciding about where to go on that day because obviously there's loads of fantastic day trips that you can take from Paris. So. Why did you decide to visit the Isle of Wight, particularly as it was a last-minute decision? Okay, well, incidentally, that week there'd been uh, some comments about the Isle of Wight within the group, and our Facebook, group, yeah, yeah. So it just seemed like a perfect opportunity while I was in London um, to to have a look at it and see if I could plan it logistically uh, for one day. And you're right; there's lots of things to see there on the Isle of Wight, uh, but there's a few. Priorities I wanted to see if I could uh, I could accomplish in that one day, and really I looked at the weather forecast as well, and it was a beautiful, hot, sunny, you know, warm day in the UK. So I thought, you know, why not give it a go? Actually, yeah, it was a, it was a good choice actually because I know um, we, between the two of us, we've been to the most places in the UK. Either you've been, or I've been, or we've been together. But Isle of Wight was one of the places that we had said you know we hadn't been to, so I think it was. That was another um, influence because obviously we do get asked. We've been asked quite a lot actually this year about the Isle of Wight. So it certainly seems, uh, seems to become a more popular destination, that's for sure. Um, and obviously it was a lovely hot summer's day. Yeah. So where else? What, what, what more perfect could you have than a, than a day trip to a, a beautiful island? Uh, that's right. And also, as you well know, we get asked quite often for different uh, alternatives and choices for days out from London. Um, and the Isle of Wight seemed to take all those boxes because there's something for the whole family to do there. Yeah. So do you want to talk us through about how you went about planning your day? Okay. So I try not to make this too lengthy. Uh, but first of all, I looked at all the popular locations on the island. Uh, those obviously included Osborne House, Carisbrook, uh, the famous Needles Landmarks, uh, the attraction centre there, the... Um, not to mention a steam railway on there, which I really, really wanted to do above all else, but didn't get a chance. Um, but there's 
you know, there's birds of prey there, donkey sanctuaries, there's not to mention beautiful uh, coastal footpaths and walks within the island. So that that was the starting point. And then I sort of narrowed that down just to uh, priority list and the places that have been asked for in the group. And then okay, from, from, oh, sorry, yeah, from, yes. from then um, I went on to see um, how many different means there is to get to the island. Obviously, it being an island, there's numerous um, sea routes onto the island from Southampton, from Lymington, uh, and from Portsmouth. So I looked at all the different possible routes and how long they take, and surprise, surprise, the fastest was going to be a hovercraft, which is only 10 minutes. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's a lot. Uh, I never thought about hovercraft when you did mention that, because it's. Um, I remember taking a hovercraft when I was really quite small, and I think we went over to France, from what I remember, but it was a long time ago, so I was quite surprised when you mentioned hovercraft. Yeah, and obviously... It, I say it was the fastest route, which is only 10 minutes. And when you're only going for a day, you want to get there as quick as you can. And incidentally, it turned out to be the fastest train route as well from London. I went from London Waterloo um, Station, which was on the uh, the tube line from St Pancras, uh, where we were staying, because you were catching the early morning Eurostar. So that that fitted perfectly. And it was only just under two hours for direct train on the Saturday down to Portsmouth and Southsea. Uh, train station so what you had to do from that this sounds sounds really good you've got to catch the hover bus to the hover port to catch the hover craft mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's all the hovers um but the website for that is actually really really good so i looked whether there was a space on the uh, hovercraft in the morning around the time i wanted to go to every sort of 30 minutes to an hour i think it depends on the on the day and the time that you you, you travel um so I caught the, the direct train to Portsmouth and South Sea train station and then outside of the front of the station, I was looking for the bus and I could not see it. And then I found it was a little way to the right. So I knew it was the hover bus because in big letters on the front it said hover bus. So, mm-hmm. so I found my way there. You don't pay any more for the bus because that's already included in the price of the train ticket. Uh, I just had to show the the, the ticket. Uh, passed to the uh, to the, tra- uh, the bus driver, and then it's just five minutes to the hover port, and very very straightforward. I actually managed in time for an earlier sailing. Can you say sailing to hovercraft? I'm not I'm not sure. Is that the term? So. Yeah, because um, you can't sail for the for the float. I, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what the term is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I reckon sailing. Say, we'll stick with sailing. And so they they changed my booking, and ten minutes straight across, perfect, smooth, fast. Um, just wonderful. That was across to ride, um, and mm-hmm. then there's ride interchange there, which is there's a little um, train that runs from ride to Shanklin, which was not going to suit me on this particular day. I never shy away from train journeys, as you all know, but I had to on this occasion. So I caught the bus, the local buses there. I'd already looked at all the uh, local services. Um, yeah, yeah. I just want to ask, just before we kind of move away from the hovercrafting. Hovercraft thing. So obviously, um, you you do get seasick, which we, we talked about before when we come. So, yeah. it, it, so that was obviously important that you, you you had checked to make sure. I mean, the weather was good and it was smooth. Yeah. Um. So, how did you find the sail? And were you were you okay on that? Yeah. To be honest with you, it was more adrenaline and excitement. I became a little boy again, and something I'm not beat on before. And it was, it was no more than ten minutes. It really is so fast. It was so smooth. I thought there might be a lot of vibration, and but 
No, no, it was just... So I remember it being quite noisy. Was it noisy? Ish, I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was it busy? It was, I would say that one was probably about half full. The one coming back was uh, more full, and that was obviously in the afternoon, late afternoon. Um, but it's just wonderful. I took a couple of videos I posted there as well, which I'll share again. Um, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just, yeah, it's just wonderful. It's just really, really exciting. There's lots of children on there, and they were very excited, as were the fathers, less so than the mothers. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. So, um, back to the buses, then. Back to the buses. The buses yeah. are run by a company called um, Southern uh, Vectis, and that's the local bus service. And their website was excellent really was. I I wanted to find out whether it's going to be cheaper to buy single tickets, return tickets, day tickets, etc. And I went back to what some of the information I found out actually in North Wales uh, when I saw some of the bus drivers there who were actually very, very helpful to the truthful. And they said to me, the best thing for train uh, for bus tickets is to ask the drivers. They know what's best you know, that's where you go in and when you're traveling, that's what I think. Yeah. And they are the best people to ask for which is the most suitable ticket. Now, around the time I was there, it happened to be the Isle of Wight Festival, which is a music festival. And so I'm not sure if it was uh, just a temporary thing or an ongoing thing. Uh, each single journey was only two pounds. So for the first place I was visiting, which I'll come to later, it was one single bus. So I bought a single ticket on the advice of the bus driver. But from there, I went to another location. I wasn't going back to ride. So he said, you need to buy a, a, an ongoing ticket, a forwarding ticket. So I was catching two buses. So and that worked out even cheaper. Instead of £4, it was £3.80 or 90 So talk to the bus drivers. That works very, very well. Okay, so that was the buses. But what I, what I had to do... I, so we've got the train, we've got the hover, mm-hmm. hover craft, craft, hover bus, hover port. Um, so what I did then, we've got the, the buses all sorted. But what I did pick up, and the driver gave me, was a, a copy of the bus timetable so I could plan my route out exactly how long it was going to take each journey and how long I could spend at each location. Because it's very important. <laughs> I, I did a lot of um, walking and looking at, looking at my watch as well. Um, I needed to know where the bus stops my ongoing journeys were. So when the bus was dropping me off, I said to the driver each time, where do I catch the return bus from? Because it's not always just across the road. So it sounds like, obviously, um, I know you only planned it the night before, but it sounds like you had to do quite a lot of planning. Yeah, I, I did a lot, a lot of planning um, with a bit of flexibility as well. If I missed that bus, how soon is the next one after it, that type of thing? Because also I've got to get back to the, the uh, to ride interchange later on in the afternoon to catch the return sailing of the hovercraft. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, and also you didn't want to just spend the entire day sitting on buses travelling around the Isle of Wight. <laughs> no, and that, and that was another major consideration. Um, each journey, I think the maximum was about 30 minutes. And I did find out, particularly um, later on in the day, there's uh, some faster buses and slower buses that literally go around the houses. So, you know, you have to sort of gauge which one you're going to catch. So. That was the logistics part of it. What I decided to do was to visit the main two attractions that I could see that were most represented. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, what attractions you settled on and then, you know, which, how did you decide which ones you're going to visit, I guess, and then did you manage to visit them? Yeah, the, the main two was um, Osborne House. 
um, Carisbrook Castle. Okay, they the weren't yeah. not particularly close together, probably about 30 minutes apart. So they were the two I considered to be the most beneficial to visit. They're both run by English Heritage. And yeah. we've, obviously, we've got a, an English Heritage um, a card through Historic Scotland, haven't we? So we, we've, got, we've got that covered. Yes, we have, yeah. We can put information in about um, English Heritage just in the show notes as well, if anybody wants to know about English Heritage. Um, because basically, we, because we were in Scotland last year, we, we joined Historic Scotland. And the, for the first year of that membership, we got half price entry to English Heritage. But because we've renewed that Historic Scotland membership for a second year, we now get free entry into English Heritage. And Cadu attractions, the, the, the equivalent in Wales. Yes, that's correct. So, so just give us a little bit of information about Osborne House in Carisbrook Castle. Yeah, no problem at all. So, Osborne House is the uh, island home of Queen Victoria and her husband Albert. Uh, they they love that house. The house was built between eighteen forty five and eighteen fifty one, and it's absolutely magnificent. And I timed this just perfect. I was the first one visiting vast majority of the house. So the photos mm-hmm. that I have taken, I was, there was nobody else in them. And so that was, you know, I took some really, really good photos, to be fair. Um, but that's wonderful. And then Carisbrook Castle, a very rich history of, uh, of on the island. And that's an historic fortress, which is a place where King Charles I was actually um, in prison for a year um, after um, the... English Civil War. Yeah, yeah. So that was in 1647, right. from the 13th of November. I know that little bit history, yeah. That's what he was in prison from that day. In prison yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So obviously there are other places that are of interest um, on the Isle of Wight, you know, such as, you know, the Needles. Yeah, the Needles uh, um, landmark, yeah. yeah. Yeah, landmark, yeah. Yeah, and the, there's Birds of Prey, Donkey Sanctuaries, Monkey House, um, not to mention the Isle of Wight Steam Railway, which, I didn't get to do, which disappointed. On my next visit, I'll definitely be doing that because it looked fantastic. And because of the weather, the you know, just magnificent. I did find out there's a, there's a village uh, not far from Newport called God's Hill, which is absolutely beautiful. It's uh, thatched cottages and beautiful quaint tea room there. It's well worth a visit at some point. Oh, so did you go there on the, on the day trip? No, I just it was literally from A to B. I had to plan my route out um, directly. Um, I spent a little bit of time in Newport because you have to go to the bus station there. So I had a little walk around there and I got a bit of lunch as well. So that's, I even planned my lunch in. <laughs> so I guess you had to keep your eye on the time. Yeah, or literally all the time because um, places like Carisbrook, um, when the bus dropped me off there, I asked which is the way to the, the attraction. That was at the bottom of the hill. Not surprisingly, castles are generally built on the top of the hill. So the bus does not go all the way up there. So that was a good 20, 25 minutes walk to the to the castle, uh, which had a fantastic museum as well. The, uh, there's a connection there with Queen Victoria as well, which I won't tell anymore, but that, we'll write about that. I mean, how much time did you spend at each of those destinations, would you say? Close to two hours at both. Okay. Okay. And you would say that was a, a decent amount of time, did you? Or would you have had longer if you could have done? Yeah, certainly could have spent more. The uh, the Osborne House, I didn't manage to get down to the coast where there's the uh, the bathing area where Queen Victoria uh, spent some time there. I just did not have time for that because the house is a bit set back from the main road and it's a good 10 minutes walk there. And besides the fact, I, I saw the uh, the tea room and I wanted um, 
cup of tea and a slice of Victoria sponge, which is not unusual for me, is it? No, absolutely not. No, that's what you you enjoy. Um, so would you recommend taking the bus to see the island? Did you find that a, a good way to get around? I did, actually. I, I saw um, quite a few people using the bus, not just the one people there for the festival. But when I saw to one of the bus drivers, he said it's an incredibly popular way to see the island because obviously some of it does get quite congested as well. Um, one other thing as well, I was going to say for the buses, um, because the attractions are scattered on the island around the island, the the day rover tickets they seem to be individual areas. I could not find one that seemed to cover the the whole island or the attractions. It seemed to be area specific. The um, Osborne House is in uh, East Cows, which is sort of northern part. The Needles is the west point. So everything was scattered around. Okay, so um, obviously you managed to see the two places that, that you had on your list. And I must admit, I was quite jealous about Osborne House because I would really like to go there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, next time you visit, hopefully I'll be with you, where would you like to go? The Needles are certain Latio and the Steam Train. We'll go to the Steam Train first. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely worth visiting. One of the um, the buses goes straight past the one of the stations, so it's easy to get to. So just to clarify again, the Needles then is a landmark? Yeah, it is a landmark lighthouse. It's an attraction sort of centre. There's bits and pieces there, things for kids. And okay, like- so popular, probably a popular destination oh, yes. to go to then, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so let's think. Talk about again the logistics. What time did you leave London, and what time did you return? Because I know, um, I think, well, you left the hotel at the same time as I did, <laughs> very early in the morning. Yeah. But you got back before I did. I did. I, I caught the just about six oh six thirty, six thirty in the morning uh, tube um, onto the Northern Line, and I went straight down to London Waterloo, and it took about twenty minutes. Um, so I came out of there, and then I caught the five past seven train from uh, Waterloo, and that was direct. And I call that to Portsmouth and Southsea, which is the one station back from the Portsmouth Harbour train station. So, okay, so yeah, t- just under two hours that train journey did. Okay, so when you arrived back in Southsea, Portsmouth, did you catch the train straight back to London? I didn't, no. Um, I stepped off the hovercraft at the hoverport, <laughs> And then decided to walk along the uh, the seafront there when it was a beautiful day. There's all the attractions and fairgrounds type attractions, and um, to watch the, the boats coming in and out. The, you've got the the ferry, the normal ferry, which takes about forty five minutes across. Um, and it was just a beautiful, lovely day. And then I could see the Spinnaker Tower in the in the in the distance. Well, I say distance; it's not very far, and that's the observation um, tower about 100 centimetres tall, and it stands out as a real real landmark of that area. And that's right next to the historic Portsmouth dockyards, and it's just a lovely area to walk around. We walked around last year, didn't we? But I wanted to call oh, that from Southsea, which had uh, which been recommended to me, um, well, the day before, really. Yes. Yeah. I think we should do, actually, we should do a podcast about our, our date, uh, visit to the historic dockyard, because it was fantastic. Yes. And we were with uh, great companies, weren't we, that day, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, so it was a really good day trip. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something to consider uh, that we can do in the future. So obviously you did this trip in June. So it was a beautiful English summer's day and you had a lot of hours of daylight. Exactly. So probably not something to recommend in the winter. 
Probably not. You you probably need to do it over a couple of days. Uh, I mean, the Osborne House is still still open. You can still see most of that. Um, Carisbrook Castle is a castle. Some would argue seeing castles in sort of dark, gloomy weather is probably a little bit better. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but the Needles Lighthouse is still going to be there. So you could do most of it. I think it's just, you say, a shorter day. Um, but you might have to stay overnight sort of thing or just do one of the things. You could probably just do Osborne House. That was it. You know, priority. Yeah, so obviously we we um we've got quite a few. We've got articles on UKTravelPlanning.com and LondonTravelPlan.com on day trips uh, from London, um, and we've actually got uh, an earlier episode as well, um, which covers uh, you know, it's episode number eight, uh, number nineteen. Get it right, <laughs> episode number nineteen, where we talk about tips for choosing the best day trips from London. Um, so if if you know you are considering and you're thinking you want to get away from London for the day, you have got lots of options. So obviously the Isle of Wight were thrown there in the mix. I'm going to have to add that into the article uh, now because now you've done it, Doug. So we know it's an achievable. Would you recommend it? I certainly would. Yeah, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, the quality of the, those attractions, okay, I only saw the two, but well presented and well managed. Um, and the buses, I was very impressed with the buses as well. The the drivers are incredibly helpful. Um, yeah, it, it was just a very enjoyable day out. I mean, don't forget, I've, I've now accomplished one thing. I've been on a hovercraft. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so good. That's lots to recommend. So if you're considering, as I say, a day trip from London, you know, uh, consider Isle of Wight then. You can put that into into the uh, mix when you're deciding where you want to visit. Um, so um, thanks, Doug, for, for joining us on this week's podcast again to talk about um, some of the places you have visited when you were over in the UK this year. It's great to, to uh, find out all the information about, you know, how to get there and how you organised it and what you enjoyed. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great, yeah. So uh, you can find uh, all the information about Doug's trip to the Isle of Wight in terms of um, you know links to the different to the hovercraft um, website and all the the different websites to the different destinations he visited on the Isle of Wight will be in the show notes for this episode, uh, which is uktravelplanet.com forward slash episode fifty three, and we'll also put some um, photographs that you took on the day as well there, Doug, so that people can have a look at those. Um, as I say, for more great ideas for day trips from London, we have got episode 19 of the podcast. So that's worth also looking at, as well as reading through some of the articles. Obviously, you can also join the Facebook group and chat to other people about what day trips they've taken from London. Um, and, and obviously, I'm going to be coming back soon as well to talk about my day trip to Paris and how that went. Um, so remember, I just want to also just have a little shout out for those people. Thank you who are sponsoring the podcast. We really appreciate you. Um, remember, if you are enjoying it, you can become a sponsor from as little as three US dollars a month. More details are included in the show notes, or you can leave us a tip via the tip your guide button at the footer of our website. And we really appreciate everybody who does that, don't we, darling? Certainly do. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, we really do. So um, I guess that just leaves both of us to stay until next week. Happy UK. Double planning. That was was (laughs) like sync, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't at all. Anyway, (laughs) thanks everybody. (laughs) Until next week. Bye.